Let's pray. Today, God, we are indeed thankful to you for this privilege, for the word of God, and for the service, the worship service. And we are praying that today we will have ears as our hearts have been prepared for you to do what you want to do in us. We pray today that the word will sink deep. We honor you and we thank you for the blessings and the goodness and the kindness of the king. Today, if we don't hide the word, the enemy will try to snatch it. But we come against every attempt of the enemy and pray that, Lord, your covering will be upon this place and upon your servant. We give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. We are nearing the end of our study In the book of Ephesians, we are getting close to the end, and today we will again pick up in that book, and then we will read a couple of verses, a few verses that we have um, read before, but ties into what we are discussing today. It is always good to see everyone, and again, for Kevin, as I said, we would wish you a happy birthday, but that's already been done because you said, I turned 54 yesterday. And so we want to say happy birthday to you. Turn with me, if you would, please, to Ephesians chapter 6. It is just so good to see everybody. Ephesians chapter 6. I'm going to read verses 18 through 20. Then I'm going to go back and read verses, go back to chapter 3. And read verses 4 and 6 and verses 10 and 11. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 18 through 20. Praying at all times in the Spirit, with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints, and also for me that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. Turn back with me to chapter 3 of Ephesians, picking up at verse number 4. Ephesians 3, beginning at verse 4, and this is what it says. When you read this, you can perceive my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to the sons of men in other generations as as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. This mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body, and partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Go down to verse 10. So that through the church, the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was according to the eternal purpose that he has realized in Christ Jesus our Lord. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. As a title, please write this down. Please remember me in prayer. 
please remember me in prayer. Prayer coupled with Bible reading is two of the most significant things that you can do. Prayer is talking to God and being with God. It is at the end of Paul's list of the armor that we have been dealing with, the armor of God that Paul speaks of prayer, which brings us to our first point, and that is God has chosen to reveal his plan to the church. God has chosen to reveal his plan to the church. The armor that is put on must include, and I would dare say, begin with and end with prayer. The items of the armor that Paul has gone through, at the conclusion of his list, he mentions the importance of praying at all times in the spirit spirit, with all prayer and supplication. Praying at all times does not mean that you cannot leave your house, that you cannot get off your knees. I know that if Melissa prayed all day long, that Kevin might be wondering, when is she going to work? Prayer should be a state of mind that we have. We should be in a perpetual state a prayer so that when something happens, when we can say, oh, God, help me, rather than something else coming out and saying, oh, Lord, forgive me. Let that just sink in a little bit. If your enemy is relentless, then you must understand that your sword and prayer are items that you are to employ in this battle. Prayer is not some leave-it situation or some type of gimmick that you try to employ to just move God because he doesn't really want to answer your prayer. God beckons you to come to him in prayer. And yet so many people refuse in the church to pray. But Paul in this letter says we ought to pray at all times. It could actually be said that prayer is really another offensive weapon along with the word of God that one has available to him or herself. Just like you should not leave your sword, you should not leave prayer out. If you are going hunting, you need something to carry along with you. If you are going into a battle, you need to have your weapon. It's a bad thing when you are about to battle and you start going to the side to feel where your sword is and you realize that you left it in your car, in the trunk. Then you want your enemy to have mercy on you. But your enemy doesn't fight fair. He looks for every advantage available and he loves to cheat. Some of us have been so tricked by the enemy, and we have been so bothered that he just doesn't seem to fight by the rules. The enemy is out to win no matter how it is, no matter how he does it. He will cheat. He will try to get a head start on you. He'll start early in the morning when you're just waking up, put some bad thoughts, kind of run through your mind, and there you are entertaining them. 
Before you leave the house, you are already upset. Mad. Because of some thoughts that have gone through your mind. Thoughts about people that did you wrong. Thoughts about how I can get them back. I've been there. Disturb your sleep at night. He doesn't fight fair. He doesn't say, I'll see you in the morning. Go ahead and get a good night's sleep. He'll mess up your sleep. And then when he messes up your sleep, he's so tired that he knows that you just go off the handle. The enemy doesn't fight fair. You must be able and willing to employ prayer at all times. Please understand that God has put prayer at your disposal. And it is Paul who said that we are to pray at all times in every situation for all things. And we are to pray in the Spirit does not mean speaking in tongues in the spirit. It is that the spirit needs to be able to control the situation. It's the spirit that makes intercession for us. Please understand this, that when a person comes to the Lord, accepts him, the Holy Spirit comes to indwell. Now, there are different infillings of the Holy Spirit, But now when you get saved, the Holy Spirit, God the Father, the Christ, God the Son, they come and make their abode with you. You see, when the enemy gets evicted, that void has to be filled. And when God comes in, he brings his plan into your life. Prayer is important because God has ordained it from the beginning of time. Prayer must involve thankfulness to God. As soon as you get up, oh Lord, give me. No, give God some thanks for opening up your eyes that morning. Don't start your day with God, give me, but open your eyes and say, God, bless your name. I'm looking forward to spending time with you this day. What do you have for me? Prepare my heart for whatever the enemy has, whatever you are allowing Give me the strength to be able to go through. The enemy is relentless in his attacks. Please understand, he is relentless. That's why we talked about the armor. That armor is that which protects you. The the pieces that are put into place, why? Because, remember, it is not only a long-distance battle, it is a combat that you have to engage in close at hand. It is hand-to-hand combat. Prayer is vital to this fight. Prayer, Paul's prayer, is for all the saints. This would be vital as this includes the matter of Gentiles. The mystery that Paul has been talking about that God revealed to him that we see in our reading is that the Gentiles are part of God's plan. You are part of God's plan. There is no specification here of a single group but everyone. It is Paul who is speaking to the church whom God has chosen to reveal his plan to. And if the plan is revealed to the church then we must be alert and we must be at attention to what the Lord is saying. It's a bad thing when we turn a deaf ear to God. If you have noticed, the Bible doesn't always give 
the position that one is to be in in prayer. Sometimes you may kneel. Sometimes you may be laying down. Sometimes you may sit. Sometimes you may stand. Sometimes you may walk around. God is not hindered by your position. He's moved by your heart and where your heart is in him. Remember, it is a heart matter with God, not a position matter of your body. Paul is speaking to the church. God has chosen the church to reveal his plan to. Paul tells them to pray for him. He says, I want you to pray for me. Remember me in your prayers. Why? That in opening his mouth, that the Holy Spirit will give him the boldness to proclaim the message that God has for him. That is the mystery that he is to speak. God, I want to be bold. Do you understand something? I want you to understand this. In the book of Acts, when the Holy Spirit came and when the disciples had been abused and mistreated, It was the disciples and it was that early group that prayed for the Spirit of God to come upon them and give them boldness to proclaim the Word of God more boldly. You see, it wasn't just praying that God would fill them with certain languages. They prayed for the power of God that would encourage them to not be silent, but in the face of opposition to proclaim the Word of God. That's what our prayer should be. Give me boldness, Lord, to proclaim your mighty word. He wants their prayer for the very thing that he has mentioned to them. Before that, the mystery of God, before the mystery, the mystery of God, the mystery of God may be proclaimed. The mystery, the mystery. We like mysteries. There's a certain mystery that's really good when there's a twist at the end. Something you don't expect. In the movie that you watch, if it's the same ending that you expect, you go, oh, it's pretty good. But if there's a twist of something you totally did not expect, you said that was a good movie. The plot, the ending of it can make all the difference. This great buildup and then a dud at the end. When you pray, when you seek God, God is right there prepared to help you. I know there are times when we pray that we want God to to remove the barriers in our life. That's not what Paul prayed. That's not what Peter prayed. There's nothing wrong with praying that at times, but it is that it was a prayer that they would be bold. Paul says, I want to be bold in proclaiming the message that God has given me. Now, that's a prayer that pleases God. You want to please God? Tell the Lord that I want to be bold in proclaiming your word to the world that needs to hear. Why? Because the mystery of what God is doing is given to the church. So you got a responsibility. Paul's prayer is very specific. He didn't pray a general prayer. He prayed a specific prayer. The other day I was coming from Friday, in fact. I was coming from... Tiburon, I was heading up to the high school, and oh my goodness, right by, that path right in front of me was a Lamborghini Katash. Oh, my car. I saw.
Lamborghini. And I thought, oh, Lord. I didn't ask for one right then. I said, it would sure be nice to have one, but I, I'll take heaven instead. I, I sure did think about heaven. I said, oh, I like, but oh, what God you have prepared for me in heaven. That car made me think about heaven. Because I might not get one on this side of eternity. I'm thinking about my Lamborghini. But that Lamborghini, you know, I got right behind it. Oh, that's a nice looking car. Now, there are certain things that, yes, I can pray for, I may not get. I'm not going to be disappointed if I don't get a Lamborghini. I'm not going to be disappointed. But, oh, if I get one. (laughs) I'm going to park it sideways in the parking space at the store. No cars is in. And then put some cones around it. And then on the outside of the cones, I'm going to line the baskets of the store around it as well. Oh, yes, I am. Yes, yes. I would dare to say that's really the mystery of God that he gives me a Lamborghini. But it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. But prayer, the mystery, what is that mystery that the Gentiles are included? Point number two. The first point, as you remember, it is that God has chosen to reveal his plan to the church. The second part, part, um, point is God has chosen the church to accept his plan. Ephesians chapter 3, verses 4 and 6. He's chosen the church to accept it. Now he's chosen the church to reveal his plan to. Now he's also chosen the church and they must accept his plan. Once the plan had been revealed to God's apostle and holy prophets, it said in the past, it was then for the church to accept the mystery of God. Do you not know that you have a responsibility to accept the message of God? It's not your message, it's his message, and you have a responsibility to accept it. The right today, or I should say the fight today for many, is that they believe it is not the church that has God's plan. Many people don't believe that God has revealed his plan to the church. The outside world somehow thinks that they are in a position to be able to determine God's plan. They don't. It is incumbent upon the church to accept the truth of God's mystery that the Gentiles are fellow heirs and members of the same body. Many groups today will tell you that if you don't have the right skin color, that you are not accepted. If you make too much money, you are not accepted. Lord, help us. When they think that the plan includes excluding the very ones that God made. God didn't give the world his plan. He gave it to the church and said that Gentiles are heirs together in the kingdom of God to receive the promises of the Almighty. You know the church. You know the church has been called And not the world. Why? Because the world tries to exclude God, move him out, and try to say that there's only a certain group. And it's those that are politically correct. Help us, Lord. It's the church that God's chosen. It's the church that God has revealed his plan to. And it's the church that must accept his plan. 
they don't have the mystery. When the church questions God's plan and tries to stretch the plan beyond the borders of the mystery of God's word says, in order for the world to give its nod of approval, then the church will have rejected his plan. If you try to cater to the world, then you will find yourself in opposition to God because God says that in the mystery of what he was doing from the beginning of time, it was preparing his mystery for the church. The church. The church. The ecclesia. The people of God. The called out ones have the plan of God. The reason that the world can't have the plan because they don't belong to him. He chose the church. It's his plan. And Paul says, I want to be bold in proclaiming that I've got the mystery revealed to me. (laughs) And that mystery involves the Gentiles being a part and God working through the church. Why is there such opposition? Because the enemy is fighting against the plan of God. Church needs to arm itself. The mystery that is to be accepted by the church is without recall. Many of you have cars that have had a recall. Whether it's the airbag, whether it's something wrong with the brakes, there's a recall. Almost every car, every dealer or car maker has had a recall on a vehicle. And in fact, some have had several recalls on the recall. Got it fixed and you got to now take it back. I've had recalls on the Honda van I have out there. Couple of airbags. And yet, yes, I've taken it back. But do you not know there's not a recall on God's word God has never, ever had to recall his message. From eternity past, he's given the message and it's never been a recall. Why in the world would you not want to be a part of that mystery revealed to the church? Where that plan is perfect, that plan will give you life because it comes directly from God. Point number three, I'm almost done. The third point is God has chosen the church to execute his plan. Ephesians 3, 10, and 11. God has chosen the church to execute his plan. The plan that is given to the church to execute, you need to understand, is from eternity, past, eternity, present. It's kind of an oxymoron in a sense to us. Eternity means eternity. There is no beginning and no end. God's plan is from eternity. Before the foundations of this earth were laid, God had already given the mystery of his plan. It was God's design from the beginning. Why the attack of the enemy on the church? Because God's plan was that the church would execute his glorious plan. And Satan is trying all that he can to prevent the church from putting into execution or executing what God has laid from eternity. His plan is to stop it. He's revealed the plan to the church. The church has to accept it. The church also now has to execute his plan. 
How incredible that is, is that, where God has chosen you to be a part of that and to be a part of the execution. God has a role for you. When you just say, that can't be done, God says, now watch me. I just love when Moses was told to go get the children of Israel out. Moses, go and deliver my people. Moses thinks that he's going to go, and on the first call, that Pharaoh is going to say, yes, y'all going out. That's not what happened. Pharaoh said no, and then said, are we going to make the work harder for the people? And the people started complaining, Moses, why did you come here? The work is even made harder. I thought you said God said he's going to deliver us. It's not happening. God, why don't you just leave? It takes something when you have been entrusted with the word of God, and it just doesn't look like anything is happening. And in fact, everything is working against you. And you say, Lord, did I hear you right? I remember you said this, but the execution of it is not happening. Then when Moses was frustrated at the point to where he said, God, what, what are we going to do? You said to deliver the people. Then the Lord said, now you will see what I will do. God waits to that moment to where there is all hope lost. When you are saying, I'm not, I can't, I, I don't know how it's going to happen, I can't go forward. God says, now you'll see. I think of David, King David. He didn't know what he was going to do when Saul was after him. Having to run for his very life. Yet God says, you're going to be king, David. Anointed a long time before, but the execution of it was for a later time. Do you not know that when you pray, that the prayer may not come right then for you to see it, but God has already put things into motion. We think of Daniel, known as a praying man, would face Jerusalem because it was believed when he would open the windows that one, when they prayed, they were to pray toward the place where God was. He would open the windows and he would pray. It is the church God has chosen to execute the plan. And for that reason, the church welcomes in all nationalities, all people, without changing or compromising the message. The world would change the message depending on the audience. Now, I'll change my Approach depending on the message of the audience, but I ain't changing the message. <laughs> but there, there, there are some to where the audience, you have to know the audience, and sometimes you may have to change your approach. But the message, the world not only changes their approach, they change the message. The church can't do that. The, the church has to stand and, and reveal the mystery that God has given, the fact of the matter that he's called everyone to the church. And when the persons come into the church, the church doesn't compromise the message for the individual. They must hear the word of God. Help us today, Lord. Remember this, your fight is not against flesh and blood. I, I told you this. Your, your, your fight is not against flesh and blood, but your fight is against principalities and powers. Forces in the unforeseen world. Forces that... <laughs> You can't see. That's what your fight is against. But it is God who says that the church is to execute his plan. Remember this. 
It's not your plan. God has chosen the church to reveal his plan to you. He said the church has to accept the plan, and the church has to execute his plan. Stand to your feet, please. Prayer. Paul says, remember me that I'll be bold. Our prayer today, Lord, in this place is that we will be bold to proclaim the word of God. That we will be bold to declare the mystery that God has called all people to one faith. One baptism, one hope, to one Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. (laughs) The message does not change. There is no recall on the message. It is God who says that we are to execute his plan. And so, Lord, we thank you that when we do it, we have the backing of all of heaven. We bless your name today and we glory in you. Today we pray that God, yes, that we will be remembered in prayer. And that we will pray with all types of prayers and all types of supplication for all things, all people. Oh, that your, your glorious will will be done. We honor you and magnify you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Amen.